0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's Dreams in the Desert. I'm so delighted to be inviting us to see Patrick. And our special guest, if not a very unfamiliar face at all to us, as to O'No Sullivan, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey. <laughs> oh,
2: thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Delighted to be on with you today. All, all friends. <laughs> so,
1: all, good. Uh, no, Owen, we're delighted, we're delighted to have you on with us today and uh, first of all, just let bring us up to speed just where things are at with you and actually let me give you an introduction I that's better because we know you very intimately mm. a lot of people that will watch this broadcast afterwards won't know who you are a lot of people know you nationally but you've gone a few years now for those watching, Owen is actually a son of this church he got saved as a young young teenager here Went on to go to our Bible school at ISOM. And then after graduation and getting married, he went on to now pastor in Jacksonville, Florida, alongside Pastor John Bailey, where he serves as a senior associate pastor there. Uh, and it's a really wonderful work of God. So in a nutshell, it's a wonderful story of one of our own, how God has uh, really, I remember, own when you were a young boy, uh, a spotty <laughs> face and Woody uh, and, uh, you know, too many in, in memories. Germ- yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it's your GAA and, uh, and, and I, I even remember you used to do GAA on a Sunday and it, in, it interfered with church and you had given your life to the Lord I think you were 13 or 14 years of age and you went into this Gethsemane of Will I give up playing, play, playing hurling or get it athletic hurling for those who are watching from Great. America, which is our national sport? Uh, and will I, will I give that up so that I can get to church? And I remember, actually, tell us that story, on as, as we move on forward this morning.
2: Wow, that's actually super interesting that you bring that up, because at that point in time, that was a huge issue for me. I was, that was my, my passion as a, as a kid growing up and as a, into my early teens. Um, was that Irish sport, Gaelic football and hurling. Still the best sport out there on the planet, by the way, just so <laughs> everybody knows that. But they were my passion. And I remember, um, yeah, when I was 12 years of age, I had, uh, I had committed my life to Christ. And there was just this, you know, do I go to church on Sunday morning? Because for the first time in my life, I'd been going to church. But this was a living reality now for me that I could have, a, a, you know, a relationship with the Lord. And Sunday morning was the pinnacle of kind of gathering with all the friends and the, the congregation. And so um, I had that back and forth. But I think, you know, there was there was a good breakthrough there. Um, you know, I actually distinctively remember we went down to Bandon. There was a, a, a center down there where we used to do some retreats and stuff. And that at that weekend it was 14 years of age. I remember getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I think that that was the moment where I kind of knew, you know what, you know, everything else is going to kind of get put on the sidelines. And I think that this is going to be the pursuit of my life. So, yeah, but that's, uh, you know, like it's funny you brought that up because. At the time, that was a huge issue for me.
1: It was. It was. It was <laughs> massive for you because you you are still a great sportsman, and uh, I mean, obviously a man of good taste because you're also a Liverpool supporter. But anyway, exactly. no more, well, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was. I, I do. I do remember if any young people are watching, because and moms and dads too, you know, you know, to serve the Lord and to invest into your spirituality. Sometimes we have to put other things seconds, you know. And um, yeah. and I think you did that. And, and and as your pastor at the time, I saw that in you that. There was a conviction in you for the things of God. This wasn't uh, because my mom and dad are Christians and your mom and dad are great Christian people and you come from a great mm-hmm. Christian family, but this was a mm-hmm. living living faith that you had stepped into and you wanted to invest in your spirituality and i remember that all i i we all our leaders at the time celebrated that that uh you had made the right decision to to if it needs be if it's if it's sport versus feeding your spiritual soul and going in god while well, sport gets the axe every day of the week and i you know i, I thought that was a tremendous
2: commendable thing but
1: you, and you know, just to say
2: just to say on that because it you know like even to this day You'll get parents coming and asking about sports, you know, the, the balance between sports and going to church and stuff like mm. that. And that was probably a good first kind of mountain or wall to hit because I found out like it didn't have to be a complete sacrificial thing either. You know, I was able to set a boundary in my life and say, you know, that these are the things of God. And then um, and then alongside I was still able to compete in sports, was still able to compete um, at a club level. Um, But it was but was never at the expense of what God was doing on on church and on Friday nights and Sunday mornings and uh, the ministry aspect that was happening in those early teen lives. So, you know, I think it's healthy starting out with a healthy boundary, which is something that for the rest of your life is a great great thing to have. I agree.
1: I agree. I think sometimes even in our even myself as a minister, um, in your in your early years ministry, it it seems to be all or nothing in those areas. Where in actual fact, you can get a very good balance in that. And and I love uh, when I see Christian young people in our in our own church that have a healthy balance between the things of God. And also having a fit body and, and getting out there and competing and and and, um, and 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 also you know using their social connections for the gospel. So I think that's mm-hmm. there's a lot of utility to that too. So balance Absolutely. is the issue, really. It really is. And for you, for you, you struck that balance. Before I bring the other two guys, and I want to tell you another funny story uh, for those <laughs> who are watching because uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to go through Owen's life a little bit. I'm today. going to be <laughs> in trouble <laughs> here today. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are all the people. I
3: need
2: mean, the American
1: audience. Uh, this is good. Uh, no if I had my brother Gavin on you'd be really in trouble that's all I can like tell you right now but yeah so you're going to get the soft stuff for me but no I remember uh, I think it was you or, I think it was you starting up the start of Seven side Soccer Was it, I think it was you oh, really yeah, behind yeah. that The <laughs> so we, we had this, this, Stephen, we had this soccer team called the Apostles and um, it's made up of court church guys and one or two sort of mercenary friends, you could put it that way, and they would yeah. compete against some of the companies like Smithline Beecham oh. and any sort of intercompany uh, yeah. rivalry, 7th side indoor soccer which got very intense, I just (laughs) want to tell you. And it was on a Thursday evening, and I'll tell you how pathetic mine and Catherine's lives are. Our highlight to the week outside the church was to go to the sidelines and and shout for our team, you know, Uh, because my son Tristan was the goalie at the time. And uh, Sean Blake, who's another Bible school graduate, hope he watches this sometimes today. Uh, I remember, Owen, you used to get super passionate out there, first of all. <laughs> you, you, so you were you super
2: passionate out there, too. You were. Um, and like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember Sean, Sean Blake. Sean Blake, Sean's a great, great sportsman, a great football For player. Sure. Uh, things that ring Mahan. now, they, they unfortunately, got beaten in the final last year, but uh, we, we say nothing about that. But I remember, he, the Lord was really doing great work in his life. He was in the Bible school as well. But when he got on the field, it was nearly like two horns came up. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was, uh, uh, and, and, and it was like, we had to talk about the doctor's certification. But I remember in the one, one incident, you know, Blake went in very hard, you know, in in the tackle. And I I could see the ref running over to pull out the red card. And I showed it at the ref. I said, ref, that's a fair tackle. No, there were my horns coming up. I really wasn't. It was a ref tackle. he looked at me and he showed it back. I'm meant to be the apostles. And I said, well, they're not the stage. <laughs> 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 and he put back to red and he pulled out
2: the yellow for me. So yeah, that was
0: the
3: story. Uh,
1: just
0: I to think let Andy,
2: everybody know. Yeah. Andy Finn was one of our referees as well at the time. And that's when it really became difficult because we had Andy as our referee and then we were trying to catch the balance out. But that was,
0: yeah, yeah we got
2: to be competitive at the time.
1: Yeah, and, and Andy was unbribable, you know, I mean, just, there's just no, no way he was going to get it. Unbelievable. we never, got, I think any 50-50 ball went to the other side, you know, but there you go.
2: He still owes us.
1: He does, well, he does, and he's done an awesome job here at Cork Church with, on the Absolutely. team there, but there were some great memories. Patrick shared a couple of memories at the Bible school there, because you spent two years at Owen in our Bible school every in skinny, so... Give us a couple of memories of that.
0: Absolutely. I can do that. First of all, Owen, it's so good to see you, man. It really, really is. Great to you, you know, Absolutely. And what I loved about being in Bible school, even with you, Owen, is that we really didn't agree on much. I mean, we agreed on the essentials, for sure, you know, those core things. (laughs) But we definitely were coming to two different areas. I mean, sure, we're, we're both sportsmen. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh was, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> First athletes, of day. <laughs> both, you know we both enjoy the outdoors you know but so we were, we were you know god God put so many personalities in that bible school at that time and I loved it because I remember being in that prefab late at night I was there you were there others who will rem- remain nameless and we had this big box of celebrations and we were just arguing we were arguing, but, but it was but it was sanctified argument because we all wanted the truth. We mm-hmm. all wanted the truth. And mm-hmm. um, what I always loved about your own is you would always go, you, would, you, just, you just went to the Word. You dug into the Word, and you, would, you wouldn't let it go. And I loved it because I wouldn't let it go either. <laughs> and uh, we, we were on a kind of parallel journey uh, toward truth, and I, I always loved it. And um, I always loved that about you. And even just to say, man, I just I'm I'm so thankful two things I, I feel like the Lord brought to my mind about you um, just this morning. One was when you brought me out for breakfast. Just I think you were just you were just I think you 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 would you you were gonna move over to the States. That had happened. And I was actually taking your your place. So for anybody watching on, Owen was the youth pastor at Cork Church and then Owen went to Jacksonville, and then I became the youth pastor at Court Church. So
1: You were plan B part, it's okay. I
0: was plan B, <laughs> I was a silver medal, I, I was I was consolating, right, so I remember, and I just remembered, man, I just, I, I don't know if I ever thanked you for that, just bringing me out for breakfast, and talking me through some of what the realities of, of what the job would be, but... I just you still, I I am- <laughs> you still owe me for another breakfast. I do. You still owe me for another breakfast. One day, one day, one day um, <laughs> the, the other thing I remember, which I thought was really funny, was your last Evoca Youth Weekend. I was there, and you were out in Densmore Lodge. Um I think you were. I don't know if you remember this. You were out, and you were. Um, you were. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It was like a balcony outdoors, and I went outside to you, and I said, Owen, I don't know how you do this. I could never. Do this, and I think those words must have reverberated in heaven. That <laughs> I think the Lord is going. You're about to find out because the next year I I had to run it, and so uh, I, I've been in that position for a while now. And I just want to honor what you did, Owen. Want to honor what you did because the foundation, uh, the the time you spent in that position, and the things that you put into young people, uh, some of whom are now leaders working with me, my own wife right so just to honor that man and say it's been it's been great to kind of carry on and uh and keep doing what we were doing and uh yeah just i don't want to take up any more time but those things just jumped out at me
3: <laughs> you know Absolutely just to be able to jump much. on
0: and talk like of course yeah just to jump out and i do owe you breakfast and yeah,
2: no and just to say to say on that stuff yeah. um you know, number one is you mentioned about being out in the house or having the, the celebrations or whatever it was like that, that to me was so key in those formative years of moving from being a, you know, that that body based kid in the youth group or young adults group into moving into more of a, a leadership within ministry, because I think it's a, a key aspect that sometimes we miss. We either like to have our own private devotions or we like to have a place where we're sitting under, you know, pastor and we're, we're listening to messages and receiving, but there's a the key aspect I think that's important for every individual is that they're in group settings, connecting with each other, breaking open the word and yeah. actually, you know, engaging in the differences and engaging in the, you know, the different positions that people can take from, you know, from the biblical different perspectives. Because it makes you know what you actually believe and challenges it. So I think that those years and those, that moment in, in specifically was important because you guys know in ministry and people who are probably tuning in, watching it, when you're in the workplace, when you're in whatever, you know, people are not going to hold back when it comes to taking on positions within the scriptures and having the opportunity to go with like minded people and say, OK, well, what is truth and what is the right place? I think that that was phenomenal. And then just 2nd to say on the youth ministry side of it, you know, I just think you guys took it from from strength to strength and, you know, brought it to to an absolutely new level. And, you know, I think going back, right back to the beginning when Pastor, uh, when Gavin was kind of like, he was, you know, just to kind of touch on Gavin for a moment because I remember coming into the church and had been kind of around the church circle maybe a little bit um, as a young kid. But what the youth ministry was doing at in Donnybrook at the time was was just ten, fifteen years ahead of its time, and I remember coming in and going, "Wow, you can be a normal teenager and have relational connection fun as well as with Jesus." That was a huge on ramp for me coming into ministry, and I think that that has been a tribute of of Cork Church. And probably, you know, one thing that he would say to me is I would say, you know, thanks so much for dropping me home after a late Friday night. He would say, just remember to do it for the next generation. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is such a key thing. That's actually one of the themes that we have within our ministry here in in Springs Church in Jacksonville now is do it for the next generation because Mm -hmm. it's always passing that legacy on. So it's like it doesn't matter who gets the mantle or who gets it. We just got to remember what the end goal is that we got to see this next generation where the battles are there, that they're coming into a place where they get an on ramp. Into a
3: relationship with Christ as well. That's yeah. great. Well done, well done. I, rem- I remember when yeah. I came down to Cork. Um, I thought my years in, in youth ministry were finished, and I came down. I came down with a full head of hair. And, uh, and could be in youth ministry. I gradually came down to your <laughs> <chin>. <laughs> I dropped out. Yeah, yeah. And I remember coming in, and and you were there, Owen, and. I I seen the dedication that the pastor Nick has talked about. I seen you setting aside the 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 sport and, and prioritising the things of God, and 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 we started we pulled you into a team, and and God started to do something. And I remember, I I, I think we've seen hundreds hundreds of young people get saved over those years. There was new young people coming in every week, responding. Yeah. To the message, there were some great years, but uh, just one funny story. I remember I was for weeks and weeks planning a murder mystery event. Do you remember that <laughs> up up in the oh, yeah. castle up in Limerick? And uh, oh, yeah. and and the amount of planning, it was weeks and weeks of conversations, script writing, um, so we could bring these young people up and scare the life out of them. Uh, that's right uh, do you you remember the scream oh yeah Uh, i remember you running down the stairs this huge scream the sea of young people just running from one side of the room to the other and they were completely immersed in this murder mystery and then (laughs) finishing off finishing the night off with an altar call you know how, right. how that all went together but your great imagination but your dedication on oh, and, and i love that about you you would sacrifice your drive the length of the country to, to pick up a prop you know to to make sure youth went and um you know loved it so uh well done well done and it's great to see well, that, you go fantastic on times. Just, fantastic yeah times. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, great memories
1: just, in, just, in ca- there. just just in case just in case there's any uh pharisees watching the murder mystery, really, at the end of the day, was how the Romans <laughs> murdered Jesus. Because now you're part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course.
3: Yeah. It has scared everybody to be coming uh, again. You know? oh, I think are, you're are the, you, yeah. You, anybody came through our doors was challenged in one way or the other. You know, in <laughs> youth ministry. We're lucky that you, you have, came back afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> looking that any came back afterwards. The games, scared them a the game.
1: <laughs> let me let me just read out a couple of comments. De- uh, Deborah McGowan Gowan is on. Stay strong in Ireland. We love these streams in the desert testimonials, and to hear from all these shepherds. So thank you, Sister, for that. Emma Doyle, she looks forward to this every week. Barry Rogers sends a God bless you to everybody, and uh, Nathan is on. He says hi, Sean Blake. Uh, definitely puts a pejorative <laughs> term on their tour. That well, you know, poor old Andy. Sean, stop moaning. Leave it on the field, okay? Uh, <laughs> we know Andy worked against us, but we leave it on the field, brother. Okay? <laughs> we leave it on the field. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, again, I do remember as uh, in the ice Some years, of course, because it's, you know, here we are a, a relatively young, small church in comparison to what, you know, even what Jacksonville is today, a phenomenal work of God that you're involved in, and we'll get on to that shortly, but um. You're know, stepping out to do something that hadn't been done in our section of the woods ever, a resident Bible school, fraught with all the difficulties. And yeah, with, you, you could say when well, we were ill prepared, but it did produce quite a few today who are serving the Lord around the world. Uh, you just being mm-hmm. one of them and mm-hmm. and in the tensions of the campus. Within the Arminianists and the Calvinists, I used to hear that all the people thought I didn't hear any of the sort of conversations. It was, oh, it's getting too Calvinist down there. That part of is 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 blah, blah blah, and then oh, it's too. Pastor not got a clue about grace. He hasn't got a clue about that, you know. And, and, and I had to be honest with you. I kind of had many a chuckle about it because I know it's the safest place in the world. It should be a Bible school to be able to engage. In, in, in an area where it's stripping away the character of people, you know. And I think what I love about you young men that are, served, both of you, both Patrick and Screen and you and, and others as well, that despite conversations that can get edgy, you, you push through to the deeper revelations of the covenant of grace, where you don't talk about grace as much as show it. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. People talk about grace and talk, talk about life, but they don't show an ounce of it. There's no grace mm-hmm. in, in the attitude towards their brothers and yeah. sisters. There's no grace in, in, and there's no love and there's no forgiveness. So they kind of so it becomes truth without love is so pharisaical. It's so it's mm-hmm. so harsh. You know? And that same truth learns to condemn not just everybody. It eventually has to turn its gun turrets upon yourself. And I just mm-hmm. want to say that I I, I loved seeing that. And I, that's why I believe God is led both you guys and others as i said onto i think a greater testament to his name because i think you've embraced that gracefulness in your heart towards the people of god and being able to find accommodation without becoming you know extreme in any level so i commend both of you gentlemen there coming through those uh, turbulent years of isom and serving the lord and i wanted to i want anyone listening today You know, because I want Owen and Patrick maybe to give a little encouragement to those who may be hearing the voice of God to go to Bible school or step out full time or an opportunity in their church to step up more, kind of part time stipendy, you know, where they feel it's, it's, uh, there's more of a tug in their heart to, to be involved rather than just kind of um you know your regular casual kind of church goer so wh- what would you how would you encourage anyone on today that's watching that is feeling that sort of tug in their heart to uh, to be more committed to a sort of um you know their life really to the things of the
2: lord mm-hmm. no definitely i think that um number 1 is you have to get connected into some group and find a place to serve in because I think one thing that the challenge is everybody wants to serve in so many different places that they end up not connecting anywhere, but find a place that you can kind of commit in and say, hey, and I always say, I always say as well to young people, put a time on it, say, I'm going to commit, say, you're going to do the children's ministry, or you're going to do the youth ministry, or you're going to serve in an outreach. I'm going to serve in this outreach for two years, or I'm going to serve in this for one year. And so, therefore, no matter you know, hey, I got disappointed. I didn't get an opportunity to share here. I didn't get. A, you're going to dig in for that season and time. Um, the number two thing is find people that are a few few places ahead of you on the journey, and just begin to hang out with them and begin to ask them questions. Um, you don't need to go and ask them to be their, your mentor, but if you just go and hang out with them and spend some time with them, they will naturally begin to want to pour yeah, in wisdom good. and understanding into you and then the 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 third thing I would say and I say to our young people here is be whatever you feel God is calling you to be without somebody giving you the title because people are waiting all well their life for a title and yeah. they just need to people just need to settle in and say you know if if you know if you want to be a you pastor one day well what, what does it take to be a youth pastor you got to be faithful to the ministry you got to be able to disciple people you got to be able to connect people you got to show a sense of responsibility so you see all the things that is required to be a you pastor it would just be that without no. the title and just kind of be you know be patient and 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 serve and honor those who are around you and just begin to do the work of the ministry and um i think actually it was you know you guys i think pastor nick and i think gab as well used to say this to me all the time you know god makes a way uh, for a person's calling and that's been tr- the truth over my personal life is i can say that i've never like god have i found the calling of god for my life i would say god has always you know found the calling from my life he's come and revealed that to me and opened up the door at the right time i've never had to push a door open it just would come out of the blue so for people who've got that tug i think that that's some of the the key steps that i would take
0: right now
1: well done. Well done. I like that.
0: That's excellent.
2: Patrick, you
1: want to make a comment on that?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I couldn't agree more. I think everything Owen said is, is really, really, um, just, just so true. Um, I'd encourage you, if you're a young person, you're listening right now, um, you, you feel a tug, um, something on your heart to go forward into ministry. Um, I would do it, but I would wait for confirmation as well. You know, I would seek confirmation even, um, get, get around people, godly people who love you, um, share your heart with them. Tell them this is what God has called. I feel that this is is what the Lord is saying to me about ministry. What should I do? Can you pray with me? Can you pray for me? Can you help me on this journey? Uh, And I do find that there is something to be said. When we want to do something we want to do, we look for agreement from people when we want to do something maybe that the lord might want us to do there's a healthy fear that pushes us to seek accountability so it's important to get and 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 it's a journey that is um i just am so thankful that when the mm-hmm. lord kind of began me on this journey um, he just brought me through you know there there are scary times there are times where you're not sure how this is all going to work out times where the finances don't make sense times where It's really going to be a step of faith for you to to jump in. But jump in. Um, uh, Owen alluded to the scripture that says man's gifting makes a way for him. That -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. Man's gifting. And and there is a call, uh, a vocational call, uh, that the Lord will ultimately fulfill in your life. He'll bring you there he will fully realize the gifts that he's put into you if he's Mm -hmm. put gifts into you he'll pull them out of you um Mm -hmm. you'll stand where he wants you to stand in the season that he wants you to stand there so enjoy the journey um get people around you and i I love oh and i love that you don't need to beg somebody to be your mentor yeah but but, but (laughs) i kind of think that's that's a heavy thing you know, uh, but 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 get around people. Be open to people uh, mm-hmm. to 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 have them pour into your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, God, God is able to open doors. You don't have to open them. God is able to make things happen mm-hmm. in His timing. Yeah. And I, I do think again. I think what Owen was saying is so true. Embrace ministry for what it is. Um, I think one the the the, um, the uh, apostles found those seven. Uh, people who would be deacons in the church in the book of mm-hmm. Acts 6 or 7 mm-hmm. um, to wait tables men filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom um, mm-hmm. those guys were waiting tables anyway Yeah, they were true. already doing the job they were already mm-hmm. waiting tables they were already walking in godly doing deacon's work, yeah. yeah they were already doing it uh, so it wasn't mm-hmm. a title mm-hmm. and then okay now I'm titled and paid <sighs> I can now do the job Uh, You you give the job to the guy already doing the job. So where there's a need, rise up and step into the need. Where there's ministry, Mm -hmm. uh, where there's a gap, God will show you gaps. Step into those Mm -hmm. gaps. He'll provide you in every way. So I'm very thankful that God has me in ministry. And um, yeah, so yeah.
1: You know what? I I love that verse. You you gentlemen will know um, about David's mighty men. They were mighty because they knew how to keep rank. Keep rank an interesting thought you know they knew how to keep rank and and i think that's uh, we, we might yeah. touch on this as a subject because that's something that dogs the irish culture you know we, we are always we're like little jack russells trying to take down the line all the time you know we mean we always have a you know we have like the two grab two crabs try to climb out of the bucket pull the other one down one is nearly there but the other guy gets on his back and pulls him down and, and keeping rank doesn't at all seem to work right with irish We're we're all our own fighting our own little potato patch for our own little field for our own small yeah. view but keeping rank and order you know in a spiritual way brings about a blessing that doesn't happen mm-hmm. without it really because that's where the unity of the brethren when it talks about this, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers do it together in unity there's a commanding mm-hmm. a blessing there and i think you know, oh, you would have seen that because I know we talked a couple of minutes before broadcasting here today that that you know in a, in America there's there's a celebration of men at least and women when they try even to succeed in business even if they fail they, there's a level of you know what don't you, you really get, we're over here it's like I told you he'd never amount to anything you know what I mean <laughs> well, who does yeah. he think he is oh, true. you know. He didn't have an underpants yep. growing you up what's and sayiki is now you know that sort of stuff yep. you know you know so, oh, shed a little bit like because I think keeping <laughs> rank I mean because I know your pastor John and he's one of my best friends and uh and I know John is 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 a man that is follows a godly pattern in life and I know he would believe that structure but share your understanding of keeping rank just for your Irish brethren because I think there's a time well, even a lot of our young people need to be exposed to this thinking because it is the only thinking that's going to help them to journey further in the Lord, and and put to death some of that backward, you know, woods back, backwards thinking we bring into the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's somebody in there. There is a court of God in their life. But there's a little bit of try to leapfrog. There's sometimes a little bit of ship Sometimes a little bit of showiness. Sometimes there's a little bit of well, who, who is who was pastor Nick or pastor Steve to tell me anything? And you know, and we were nobody in the sense that you know we, we didn't self elect ourselves or self appoint. I mean, if different sure. different. I came up with church structure. You'd say, well, yeah, well, of course you'd say that. You're you're the man that invented pastoral structure. But sure, a little bit from the mentality that you've seen. That would maybe help enhance the Irish thinking a little bit, particularly where we're at in the life of the church. I think that would be relevant for us to hear from you on.
2: For sure. Well, probably going to get out a bit of my, you know, patriotism here in this, just talking about Ireland, because I think when you look at the Irish people, I think the Irish people are some of the most phenomenal people on the planet. I mean, they've proved that, you know, right across the world, you know, there is there is a gift thing. There is a there's a level of work ethic or there's, there's something, you know, that is of value, I think, around the world, wherever the Irish go. And um, I think sometimes that can be our own worst enemy, too, because we we then jostle amongst each other for, you know, who's right and who's, you know, should get the the, the authority to say, you know, whatever needs to be said. And, and at the end of it, I think that's probably one of the biggest transitions I noticed from you know, doing ministry in Ireland and moving into America was there's an optimism na- naturally among mm. uh, the American population. People are optimistic about you succeeding. People are optimistic about trying new things. And um, and sometimes that, that's not always healthy either because that optimism can lead it. to too much. Yeah. And yeah. then in Ireland, there can be a level of uh, skepticism or criticism that's unhealthy as well towards mm-hmm. um people. And then that affects the leadership aspect of it. And, you know, I heard one person say that, you know, um, submission will take you further than ambition ever will. And I think that that is something I had to learn myself very early on in ministry is I thought that I was the person that was seven or eight steps ahead of where I was. And I'm. Grateful that there was, you know, leaders around that God had put into place, that God had established, that God had put into a place that were there for my protection, that were there for my growth, were there for the better of myself. And at this stage in my life, I know that um, I probably wasn't as grateful and didn't show as level of gratitude and un- understanding to those who were in leadership. Um, at times, now on this flip side of it, working with Pastor John, working on, as a as a one of the the pastors at the Springs Church, you know, you see the level of the weight. The weight, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. The weight of decision making, the weight of, of of preparing a word from the Lord, a weight of dealing with everybody's different scenarios that they come with on a day to day basis. The level of of um, of just hardship that comes with that and so having that respect for who god has put in authority you know who god has put in place um leads to a healthy church i think that ultimately leads to a healthy church and um and i I also i mean there's there's the flip side of that too i mean you have to within the leadership of the church we have to be healthy when it comes to our our structure within our our accountabilities within now who's around us and i think that whole level then ultimately leads to uh people living at in a healthy walk um, with the Lord. And just to say this quickly, when I look back at that, uh, I think you and know, I look at, you know, Gav back in the early days, he sh- he really showed me um, what it was to connect with people, do relational ministry.
0: Yeah.
2: I look at, you know, yourself, Pastor Nick, I think, you know, if I have any effectiveness in preaching today, um, it was that teaching and sitting under the new covenant that really has kind of continue to stay with me to this day Praise that I'll always Praise have God. that in the back of my head stay away from the five point sermon and stay, you know <laughs> find Christ in the passage in and that, so that's in the way way. with with Pastor Stephen there um, you know his integrity his level of, of just ability to manage and organize um, Pastor John now and his zeal for ministry and his pastoral heart and then people like pa- Pastor Patrick as well as contemporaries that just kind of rubbed shoulders all these people were there for my benefit. And at times, just being honest and raw, there was probably times where I wasn't sure about that or probably mm-hmm. was the person with a critical heart at times. And, mm-hmm. it, it, but, but time, time heals those things and time reveals those mm-hmm. things that now, God has put
3: these things in for, for, for such a well purpose. Done. Well yeah, done, I, I think, well done. I, I, I think to um, coping with failure, is is a big challenge, you know, for for younger people coming into ministry, getting close to a ministry leader, and discovering that leader's failures. You know, absolutely, that, that's a big challenge because yeah, the, the, the options are: do I lose respect for this leader that I'm working under because now I know his his weakness, um, mm-hmm. or do I cover that with grace and uh, still respect the office that God has put this leader in? Um mm-hmm. and, and because eventually the, how we cope with the failure of those around us and, and the team with us and those in, in in seniority to us how we cope with that also points back to ourselves then eventually. What they do is my own failure. Then after yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely and coping with all coping with my own failure and the failures of others is is a big challenge to 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 team and to working in submission and uh, it's really important one to 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 grapple with and and get on top Very good. of. But Very yeah,
1: listen. Uh, I just want to read out what well done, Steve. I think that's awesome. i want to yeah. read out another couple comments here. Uh, Porek Gorham, go, you're on, and he puts down class <laughs> memories. Let me let me remind you, Porek, that we we only brought you onto the soccer team because of that right foot. You <laughs> <if, if>, <laughs> most of the time it was inaccurate, you sent it about four miles over the bar, but occasionally you'd hit it so hard nobody could stop it, including our Allison. Okay, so great <laughs> to see you on, Porek. I was about, about to say, what right foot. Whoa, <laughs> you know, nobody, my my son Nathan is on and uh, you'd like to know, you know that Nathan and Nick are just you know loads of babies they're giving me loads of grandchildren and are oh, serving definitely. the Lord here at the church great but he wants to know what do you miss the most about Ireland and what do you love the most about living in the States so play down the States and play up Ireland for us how about that uh, that's an easy
2: one that's an easy one softball there thanks Nathan Uh, Nathan Nathan and Sharon, big shout out to them, first of all. Just love that family. And uh, Nathan was one of my groomsmen on my wedding day. So that's a lifelong friend right there. And uh, I think that that kind of sums it up, too, is that the hardest thing for myself and Sarah moving over here was we come from strong, you know, families where, you know, Sarah's from a good, healthy Irish family, Ken and her family and just great people. And then also, you know, myself in Cork. And then as well, we were just so involved in church ministry. We were so involved with you guys. We were so involved with the, you know, the work of Summer Fire and, and around the, the country that the friendship level that we had was phenomenal. I mean, I thought I won the Euro Millions with the friendships that I had in Ireland. It was just it struck gold That's with good. that connection level. And so then coming to, the coming here, that was the hard part. That was the... Thing of leaving that behind there's a cultural difference there's a different sense of humor you know sorry americans mm-hmm. but there's a different sense of <laughs> humor you know over here um there is we have different thought processes uh, getting to results and stuff like that and so that was that was a, a tricky one leaving friends and family still is to this day we we just treasure the moments that we get to get back and uh hang out with with our irish family and they get to come here and we get to connect with them the good thing about living in florida outside of coronavirus is that everybody wants to be your best friend because you live, you know, it close uh, to Disney, so people are, are constantly, you know, using you as an Airbnb. Uh, but that that was the hardest <laughs> thing about, uh, that was, I tell you, we had more calls from people we didn't know were, you know, <laughs> when we moved. But anyway, that's another story. And then I think the the thing about here then is, on the flip side of that, we came into a very healthy church. Pastor John was already had church plans at a healthy church and there was good connections here. And uh, it's hard to complain too much about where we live. I mean, there's, mm. you know, the, the sunshine aspect of it. And there yeah, is... It looks, uh, like,
1: uh, you look, it looks like you're in a bit of a slum there, right? Just looking at the photograph <laughs> here. But <anyway.
3: laughs> I, we
2: took, For the first two years, we thought we were on vacation every day. We were eating crispy crisps. We were eating, <laughs> we were eating chilies and Chick-fil-A and everything like that. And then we realized that we were probably... Our life expectancy was going down. So we had to cut that out. Yeah. You knocked and, five uh, years
1: and
2: we, off life. And a lot off.
1: <laughs> I got a quick question here, guys. You can all weigh in on this one, okay? Um, it's from Jamie, Pastor, is enjoying the discussion. There's a question. It seems every decade, sin is becoming more rampant in the world and pop culture. Will this continue to increase until the rapture, or will we see a decrease? Um, uh, uh, Steve, just weigh in that one for Jamie there. Um, yeah, the darkness is getting darker.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, Jamie. That's true. Your your observation is right, and actually, the Bible predicts that you know that that, that things are going to get worse. Um, you know, Jesus predicted that. We know that's going to happen, and and um, that can be disturbing. That that we can be disturbed over that. The other way of looking at that is that the provision that God has made is made for us to cope with the way the world is is going is enough. You know, in fact it's more than enough. It's it's abundant. Amen. You know, we yeah. have um a strength in the person of the Holy Spirit that can cope with anything this world throws at us. He has he has an abundance of, of grace and provision and and uh what we need for, for whatever troubles we face. So uh you're right, yeah, the world is getting worse and the more you know Romans. Romans talks about that at the start of Romans. It talks about how uh, sin progresses and and things get worse and worse, and and people accept foolishness rather than uh, the, the wisdom of God and and the worship of God. And so th- th- there's no escape in that, but we have a provision in that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Patrick, want to weigh in?
0: Yeah, I mean, what an interesting question. Uh, there's hmm. a few scriptures jump into mind. Uh, Pastor Stephen already mentioned Romans chapter 1, and Paul says that the wrath of God is already being uh, unveiled or revealed against unrighteousness because men have suppressed the truth. And what an interesting thought. It means that people know what's true about God, but they've chosen suppressed. to suppress it and instead to chase after things that God has created and worship them as God rather yeah. than the Creator so we live in a world that is uh, corrupted because people have denied the truth in fact at one period in time the truth came and became flesh and men mm-hmm. put put the truth on a cross uh yeah. you know the bible teaches that, tr- that 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 truth is a person and his name is jesus so so really when we see uh, rampant sin uh, and and when we see people turning away from truth uh, it is more and more should be more for us um, uh, it should speak of an opportunity to just preach the gospel
1: Amen. to preach Amen. the
0: gospel as it gets darker the light of the gospel gets more and more bright John That's says right. that Jesus was the light of men a light that came into the darkness that darkness couldn't overcome mm-hmm. so as much as we can look at, 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 at the world getting worse the light of the gospel is shining brighter and the darkness without will never overcome the light of jesus within greater is he who is in me than he mm. who is in the world so we we should be in, engaging as a church as god's people to step out into the communities we live in and bring the gospel bring grace and truth uh, people don't like truth people have relativized truth yeah. But we can bring grace and truth uh, mm. that's truth not to offend people but we shouldn't be afraid when the truth does offend people uh, Mm -hmm. and we can see people saved more now than ever. So our confidence should be in Christ and the light of the gospel. And we should be excited. Uh, The fields Mm -hmm. are white in the world. Let's get out there, reach some Mm -hmm. people with with the truth.
1: Owen, um, thanks, Pat. Owen, uh, we have a saying over here. My dad used to say this. "When When America sneezes, we get pneumonia. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it always obviously um, and a lot of people can despise America because oh you're always the first to get this when it is the economic engine of the world and the highest patency of new products comes from America and you know so uh, you, you could list off uh, listed longer than your arm so all the begrudges out there who are anti-American I'm not coming from that position at all I think that it's a phenomenal part of the world the people who yeah. round down America are usually people who've never been over there any in the first place. Yeah. I can tell you, I've never met your average American. Um, the most, some of the most generous people, I would say the most generous people on the face of this planet are American people. Mm. I, that's, that's my experience of them. Nine out of every $10 that are spent worldwide in missions and human aid comes from America. It's unbelievable the amount of finances that the american church dips into their pocket to feed hungry mouths and stuff but you know when you look at what's happening in america in america and it, it it is sad beyond belief for me because you're only a young man as regards your exposure to america i've been going to america for nearly you know 27 28 years i've built up many friendships and it's it's becoming unrecognizable so it's darkness their own and and ministering now you know uh, give us share one or two thoughts with us how you feel about that
2: Yeah, thank you. And I would say that, you know, that is an unfortunate aspect of it. I I noticed that myself, even coming back to Ireland in recent years, that there's a a level of, uh, I don't know if prejudice is the right word, but there's a a wrong, you know, there's a a thinking towards America that just is not what we see on the ground here on the day-to-day life of what's happening here. The people are very generous and the people are very kind. I mean, just in where our church is located, just to give you an idea of it, on our little strip mall there there is a, a restaurant an iranian restaurant that that for opening up right across the road and you just see like you know we go over there for lunch and you have every you know background every you know all of what the the you probably see on the news as all these kind of different people groups that are battling it out are all sitting down conversing enjoying conversation with each other and it's a far cry from probably what we see in a in a, a lot of ways of what's taking you know place or what we're we're hearing. Um, but we are facing many challenges. I mean, this past two years um, has been we we've felt it in the church. We felt it within the doors of the church. We felt with the election that took took place, um, the level of animosity between the different parties. The um, lockdowns what's the right approach to it now you know the, or the racial tensions uh, mm. um, we we see with the even things like the vaccines and stuff like that people are very um, have their opinions on that um, so navigating through that is is difficult but um, kind of just even going back to that like past question and I think what even Patrick said it's a privilege really that we do get to do ministry in this season and time and at this moment in history i was looking back on one of david wilkerson's old messages you know just because i felt that was the right thing to do during what we're going through at the moment and he was talking about looking ahead at you know when when the rubber hits the road for america you know there was all these people coming out all buy lands and in the countryside and store 50 years worth of of stuff and of course you have as a young as having a young family you think of these things. You think, you know, yeah. well, what is what is the next few years that's gonna take place? And he, he talked about how how could he say that to his people when people some people live in paycheck to paycheck and they're living in rent in New York City. But he, he referred back to the first Passover when you looked at, you know, when the angel was coming through and the death of the firstborn, all these pandemics, you know, or uh uh, things were taking place you had the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and the people were sitting inside and you know no matter what state of of they were in whether they were worried nervous happy enjoying their time the blood of the lamb was their protection and their belief yeah. in that was what got them through it and so i think for that we have had to just stay on point amongst all of the things that are taking place and say what is the end goal what have we got? and, and i would even say this personally like there is a tugging to get sucked into the conversation to get sucked into the what's happening in the world. Like, what is the position of the church? What is the position of the Christian when it comes to some of the political things that are coming through? That's a difficult one to navigate and not mm-hmm. I don't think we always can get that right. And I'll certainly be the first to put my hand up and say, I don't always get that right. But um I will say that we we've had to be reminded at this time that we're called to do ministry. We've been called oh, to go make the side yeah, you know, Amen. even when you look at Pil- Paul and Silas in, 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 in prison, thank God that the jailer got saved in that moment in time, mm-hmm. but that Amen. wasn't their yeah. final destination. Absolutely. You know, they were to get out and do the churches. And I think that that's just got to be a reminder, is, hey, wherever God has mm-hmm. us right now, we've got a minister. But I'm believing Amen. for better. I'm believing that God's will open up and allows us to do great things. Well done,
1: well done. It's my sentiment completely, because I, I think in the Old Testament, I think of uh, Elijah calling for the drought on the land. You know, for, you know, mm-hmm. for these years, there'll be no water or dew. And that's going to say that and it was the sovereign will of God. God called that. But he had to endure that that by our time. You know, uh, Elisha, mm-hmm. when he's in the city and it's surrounded and famine breaks out, he has to endure the famine with the people as right. well. And, it's, it, and And this was, you know, it. it For us, it's not to get off our square. Our square, as Paul says, I know nothing other than Christ Jesus and him crucified. I'm talking about ministers and and, and church leaders. We be just church mice. We're not politicians. There might be politicians among our ranks as regards our congregants, and they have convictions they may follow because of Christian value systems, and God bless them. But for now, we have to do everything in our power. To, and that's why we are. I mean, we we are working very hard here at Court Church. A lot of people may not realize the amount of work that has gone in in the last year to respond to a shutdown uh, mm-hmm. by by all our staff here to produce even streams, all these different things that we do, so that mm-hmm. we can get the gospel out. So mm-hmm. men and women will have an opportunity to get saved because we don't know how soon the return of the Lord will be. It could be at any time. Yeah. So I agree with your own. I think there's, there's, it's never been easy. We can have all these private conversations on the side. Is it excessive? Is, is this? And, and, and that's good to have that because we don't switch off our brains as intellectual men. But front and center. If it starts to erode the primary job and it dilutes any of our energy from it of preaching that gospel, we Mm, have turned this out to genealogies and arguments. And I just pray that even pastors that are watching us that are getting a little bit pedantic and fearful and many are running around like the old story of henny penny, cocky docky, chicken licking. The sky is falling in. The sky is falling. The sky is always falling in. Just keep preaching mm-hmm. the gospel. <laughs> and uh, amen, amen. Keep, keep yourself encouraged in the Lord. Uh, I just want to bring a couple of comments. Your dear old mama is on Breed or Welcome, Breed. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to Cork Old with your old people. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that is, if That's if you that told. is <laughs> she, she wants My mom is my ranch- biggest fan. She she wants your she wants her grandchildren over here, man. You know, I'll I just want what? to tell you right now. Forget yeah, about the will of the Lord. Forget about the will <laughs> of the Lord here. When, as a grandparent, I would break all the rules to have my grandchildren near me. So uh, she's going to be lobbying, helping to helping to get you back. There was another good comment. Oh yeah, there's another funny comment. Well, you you know you can guess who this came from. Who was the best cook at your youth weekends in Ireland? Asking for a friend. <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> well, that that one would have to have been Mars Ford I'd say that was, <laughs> you're <laughs> dead you're dead <laughs> you're dead
1: I'll let you, tell you right now you, you'll never step foot back in Cork after that moment. Uh, no
2: no I tell you that's one thing that we were privileged with in Cork Church is great cooks um, oh, yeah. we we actually had the opportunity to go out and have some Brazilian food last night and I was actually saying that to Sarah last night Man, there were some great cooks around Cork Church wasn't there I mean between the the uh Hevelis and the Brazilian food and the yeah. we'd everything and then of course Gavin Cassidy was probably you know chief amongst them the best the best to cook <laughs> so there you have
1: <laughs> Gavin we dragged it out of him to the dragged store, it, it out okay. of. Them. Yeah, yeah, he bears in his body the the fruit of your ministry there, which is about four years knocked off or too much uh, fat in the food. But anyway, guys, we're gonna we're gonna bring it to an end. But I I I I don't uh, want to end without praying for uh, for not the nation of Ireland. though and I'm going to ask you would you pray for the nation of Ireland, and 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 as well then as a particular for our church or, or your founding church here at Cork Church for your leaders here. And then we would like to pray for you and Pastor John and 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 and, uh, and the Springs Church. But just before that, because um, I, I wanted to bring this into, how is Sarah doing? And give us an update on your new children, because some people won't know you're, you've got new babies, okay? Tell us how Sarah Absolutely. is doing for us.
2: Absolutely. Sarah is doing fantastic. This morning, I you know, it's, it, with the time difference uh, here, the, I woke up uh, for this at 8 o'clock, and uh, I sent her packing with the kids to go get some, some Chick-fil-A breakfast. And uh, she is doing wonderful. She works part-time at the church. She oversees our connect groups. And um, she um, loves that, what she's doing. And then we have uh, Killian and Dervla. Killian is going to be celebrating his third birthday in wow. May, which is hard to believe. And then Dervla, we, we celebrated her first birthday. Of course, she was born in New Year's Day. Uh, so we celebrated her first birthday this year. And, um, she's the boss. She is the walking, talking, tells us what to do, when to do it, where we're going. Uh, she's got a personality like the moms. So she's, she's the boss. And, uh, they are just, uh, they're just honestly just, uh, we're, we're living in a, in such a blessed time. Like Patrick over really? there and your dad as well, just enjoying the, yeah, the, yeah. the family life.
1: So well done to you, predicted to you, young man. Then again, we can say well done. But myself and Steve have also navigated the journey of ministry full time, and carrying the load of uh, the weight of a family life and everything. And the balances are never easy. But if you love the Lord, you'll get the balances and all that. You know, and there'll be times of tension. So it can be done, people. Those who are watching, you can have a very fruitful life. Serve the Lord. Trust Him for your finances and for a balanced family life. And you're looking at two young men on the screen that have started briefly into that journey and are doing an excellent job. So thank you, Owen. Pray for the Irish Church and pray for your leaders here. And then we're going to. Before, you,
2: before I pray, I just want to say, real quickly, just before I go, I do want to commend you guys. Um, you know, on St. Patrick's Weekend this year, I celebrated 20 years as a born again Christian. It was St. Patrick's Weekend 20 years ago that wow. down in Nottingham, on the east of Cork, uh, in between water balloon fights and capture the flag and everything else, uh, <laughs> that I committed my life to Christ and I and I no, and them. I really say to you guys, and particularly probably Pastor Nick, because you know, with all things aside, you know, you have been the senior pastor of Cork Church. I, I, I took the Donnybrook era probably more than you know that that era. I just want to say thank you for persevering, thank you. and thank you for mm-hmm. pushing through and and continuing to keep the work going because I'm sure there was times where. You're not sure whether whether it's worth it's worth the fight at times. I don't know, but I just want to say thank you I to feel- you, thank you to your staff. And um, we celebrate um, feed Cork. We celebrate what we see happening within the ministries there. Summer Fire Conference, the 25 years that you had um, recently, and we just um, you know the uh, the Springs Church here. You guys have phenomenal fans at the Springs Church in Jacksonville, Florida. They, they're always asking about. Church and stuff so I just wanted to take a moment and just say to thank you to you guys uh, personally thank as you, well. Thank you so much you yeah. you. Thank,
1: thank you so much you pray for us and
2: absolutely, thank you Lord for just uh, the opportunity that we've had today just to to just converse about the things the things of the Lord and uh, we know some trust in chariots and horses but we trust in you, uh, we trust Lord the fact that you have brought us this far Lord and you're going to bring us right the way through Um, God, I pray, Lord, for the church in Ireland. I pray, Lord, for Cork Church and every other pastor and leader that might be listening into this. I pray you just, Lord, open up the resources of heaven, God, whether that's, Lord, uh, financially, Lord, whether that's, Lord, just encouragement, whether that's um, just people coming alongside to help the work. God, I pray that you would open up the resources of heaven. Lord, I pray, Or this was our prayer always growing up that you'd send revival and you should start it in our own heart. And Lord, I do pray for a move of Your Holy Spirit, even in this lockdown moment within Ireland. That God, You would break all of the thoughts, all of the imaginations. You would You smash through those barriers and do a supernatural, mm-hmm. powerful work throughout the land at this time. More bless the leaders that are are on today. Strengthen them. Um, mm-hmm. let, let let their hearts and minds be guarded. God protect them. Give them wisdom, mm-hmm. understanding. And God, we just put our confidence and our trust in trust in you, in Jesus' precious thank name. Thank you,
1: Father. Thank mm-hmm. you, Father and Lord. We thank you for our dear brother, Lord. We're so yes, yeah, like- we're so proud of him, Lord, in a righteous way, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the pedigree mm-hmm. of his family, his mom and dad, and the great home he's come from, and Lord God, for the journey that you've brought him on, and his beautiful wife Sarah and those two gorgeous children. Lord, we Good thank Lord. you for them. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, even though we would try to, Lord, uh, think that uh, the rivers just go different ways, you are the one that orders our paths, oh God. You're the one that sovereignly, Lord, brings us, Lord, to where we are meant to be. And, Lord, you have brought Owen, Lord, to the United States to be a blessing and a strength to Pastor John and the Springs Church, God. And we are so Mm -hmm. delighted, Lord, when we see what you are doing, Lord, to these men and women at the Springs Church. So we pray the blessing of God upon Owen and Sarah and their family, well, Pastor John Lord and Krista Lord, and and, and uh, Matt and yes, Jen, oh God, and and all Lord. the staff that are there, Father, wonderful, wonderful friends, Lord, lifelong yes, Lord. friends, oh God, and I do pray, Lord, that, that Lord God, you give them, Lord, even tremendous wisdom. And, mm. uh, and insight on in how to direct the church in such turbulent times, God, in such, fr- in such frightful moments, oh God, that they will have such peace, Lord. Mm. They will have such, Lord, yes, uh, Lord, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a peace that passes understanding, God, mm. that only comes from you, Lord God. Protect them from all ills, oh God. Mm. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, you continue, Lord, the great growth out of Jacksonville, Jesus. Thank Lord, you Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord, Comfort, comfort breathing Jerry, too, Lord. It's a huge sacrifice for them to be without their son, Lord God. Mm. So I do, Lord, because I but, speak as a Grandfather Lord, uh, Lord Lord, having my grandchildren and I, I know Lord it's and for the sake of the kingdom, Lord God, uh, that they would be able to navigate their son being away, Lord God, and maybe one day by your goodness you would bring own and Sarah back to us, God. But Lord, not all will, but thine be done, Lord Jesus, Lord. We do thank you again, Lord, for the for uh, uh, for the for the bonds of friendship, Lord, that yes, come through the blood of Christ, oh God. Thank for you, the, the, the DNA, Lord, that is more than natural descent, Lord, comes from heavens, oh God. Mm. that bind us together. We thank you, Lord God. We pray now the blessing of God over your church here in Ireland and in the United States and throughout the world, oh God. And we ask you now, oh Lord God, as we depart, Lord God, that we'll all leave here with joy, Lord God. Look forward to a Sunday morning in which we can represent yeah, you again accurately, oh God, uh, to the people of God. We bless you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless Amen. you, Owen. Thank you, for Thank joining you so us much, today. guys. It's a joy to have you.
2: Appreciate us so much.
1: God bless you, everybody.
0: Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.